We're going to talk about Ned Stark's urethra. of Thrones, the Game of Thrones podcast. This week we will be discussing crackpot theories for the Game of Thrones uh, universe. I'm your host, Michael Thrifting or Tomorrow, and with us is Jennifer Cheek. Hey, everyone. And Mike Dow. Guys, I'm so glad to be here. Life has just been crazy because I don't know if you've guys seen my new single on the internet, uh, <laughs> Gangnam Style. Look that up. <laughs> I, I've taken a two-year hiatus, but this is the first single off of my uh, sixth album, and I do you please check it out We're on iTunes. <laughs> and also Richard Nick Bristow. Oh, wait, no, he cannot join us tonight. He's riding motorcycles being badass. Yeah. So, guys, uh, how, how have you been? <laughs> uh... There's a visual joke happening, which will not make any sense. He looks like the you mad bro guy. <laughs> this is what's okay. Here's the thing. This is how like he's like this is like a villain's like backstory right here. <laughs> oh, it starts. Tim looks terrified. Oh, also um, Tim Tim Lanning's here. Hey, I am the Merlin King. Good to see you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Tim. <clears throat> Listen, that's rude. We don't need to stoop that level. Mm. Apologize. We don't have to, but we sure like to. We do. <laughs> Welcome to the Cast of Thrones Crackpot Theory episode. We're going to start this cast with uh, everyone's most important question Who is Jon Snow's mommy or daddy? The question itself is a little spoilery, I have to say. No, it's not. Whoa. Yeah, it is. Guys, you know, like warm us up a little bit before we just jump right in there? Man, uh, I just want to let our fans know that we're not going to do any spoilers past book one, at least for a bit. That's all I'm doing. Oh, okay. One past book two. I'm just saying that the very question is spoiler, because clearly, if that means that by book five, we still don't know. Uh, well, you'll see that most of the points to who Jon Snow's parents are comes from book one. Yep. So. Yeah. You, so I mean, do they not address it any other time? Hey, man, Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, the main thing, I don't know. I think people have always been a little, like, suspicious about the whole, oh, John's totally Ned's kid, because that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Ned is, like, the most honorable person in the world. And if you remember back to our uh, book one book club, you know, we were really, you know, chomping at our bits to talk more about John's parentage. In fact, I believe Thrifty cut it all out because it's more or less spoiled. I have cut out us talking about John's parentage several times. Mm. I can't help it. I just love it so much. But anyway, it's four or five times at least. And how many hours of uh, discussion of ice machines have you cut out? Seven or eight hours. And he's not talking about his sword machines, Ned's sword machines. No, this is like literally ice. Yes. Literally ice. Yes, 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 yes. And my doubt, you can't, like, this is, like, copyrighted. You can't start a splinter podcast about ice. 
can't do it. You have to have new material if you want to do that. Truth. I'm sorry. Fine. <laughs> so Mike Dow is with us for a little while. How long are you going to stay with us, Mike Dow? Until tell, Tim tells me that I have to go. Okay. <laughs> we delve into super spoiler territory. So if you have not read book two or you've not watched past season two, you can stay for a bit. But we will totally let you know before we get into crazy spoiler town. Because we're not trying to spoil anyone. Right. Because that's dickish. <laughs> not okay. So how have you all been coping, briefly, how have you all been coping with the interim? We haven't been able to... Ch- uh, podcast as much as we'd like. We yeah. I've oh, missed we've been all of a podcast every damn week. Because I have been podcasting pretty regularly. I don't know about you dudes, but I've been doing some live on Westro. That's true. So, but um, but yeah, it's been like three weeks. We all talk to each other in reality, and still we don't have Nick here. It's pretty I'm lonely, busy. guys. So much. <laughs> yes, but we again we have a great plan for the rest of summer. But honestly, I think everyone has been looking forward to this episode right here more Tim than been, like, really. Say so everyone, I met me. I have been <laughs> looking forward to this episode right here more than season three. Tim has like really delved deep into Reddit for this episode, you guys. Like now, if any of you himself. are on Reddit. I made the biggest mistake the other day. Oh, no. Oh, God, Tim. Let me apologize to all the A Song of Fire and Ice Reddit people. They're called Redditors? Tim Buff is sorry. So <laughs> What did you do? Oh, would you like to hear the spoiler? <laughs> the worst. Oh, <laughs> you, you, you dropped the spoiler bomb? No, no, no. I didn't talk spoiler part. I mixed up the it, chronology. Of a book three event. That's <gasps> I mean, spoiling No, the big deal was that I mixed up uh, uh, when something happened. Yes, it actually is not a big deal. It doesn't sound like guys. I, I posted a picture on Reddit the other day, and I got downvoted. Oh Aww. no! I was at like five hundred karma. Now I'm sitting at four ninety nine. Oh no! <laughs> like, never... Now I need to find something amazing on the internet to break that five hundred barrier. Exactly. I have like four link karma. Um, I don't guys, there. This drink I made is terrible. <laughs> you just through it. Thrifty, stop pissing in your drinks. That that usually helps. Um, did you know that the uh, Olympic swimmers have admitted to peeing in the pool? Yeah, we were friends with a swimmer in college. Sure, let's and, talk and about that. She said that they would jump on each other and pee, like for jokes. Well, so- you ever stand in the pool and feel a warm current? What do you think that is? Yeah, man, it's totally pee. Well, it's so uh, pools, like Olympic pools, and like pools where people who do like real swimming are so chlorinated that I think it's not even a big deal actually. I mean, it's gross. Go ahead. Like when Michael Phelps wins his race and then he comes out of the water and he's all <laughs> spitting like pool water he, everywhere. I'm really like just a general. I guess the other day we were watching one of the tennis uh, matches and, and they pee in each and other. Serena, no, Serena had to go take a, a pee break. She got into Sharapova's head by she her pee. She really did. Maria was like, she wasn't ready for it at all. Sorry in, if you guys aren't watching. In the live chat, this is what we call a bonus feature. SMH if you're not watching the Olympics. You have to go online, though, because, like, they don't show synchronized swimming on the TV. True. And there was no, synchronized it, swimming today. No joke. Oh, man. I haven't seen that. Guys, I have, I have news. Tell us. Uh, for next season, I will be getting HBO. <gasps> hey. Uh, I decided, you know, I decided to get DirecTV because they have a great deal going on right now. Interesting. It's like 30 bucks a month and you get a... <laughs> oh, yeah. Should we start talking about, like, actual Game of Thrones stuff and not the Olympics... I just want to see how far we can drag this out before Tim goes crazy. Guys, frothing. I'm going to pose this amazing question: What sports would be in a Westeros Olympics? 
Jousting. Clearly. Sister fucking. Right. <laughs> they love that. Sister fucking. What about synchronized? Whore sister, fucking. Sister guys. <laughs> synchronized sister that. fucking. Oh, man. Ass play. Oh, That's a good one. Can I just go out on a limb and say, anytime that Cast of Thrones mentioned the fact that Targaryens were incestuous, therefore it's okay that Cersei and Jaime were incestuous, that's not true. Oh. Westeros is not okay with in- incest. Mm. They were never okay with it, and only Targaryens did it. And the rest of people didn't like it, especially after Targaryens got kicked out 16 years ago. No, I, I don't think we ever said that wasn't true. Uh, I listened to Wine Woman in Westeros, and I heard that. Anyways. Mm, well, maybe that. <laughs> horse maybe head chopping. Said- or just, you know, horse violence in general might be a what? Olympic event. Yeah, because you you have the judges, and it's like, oh, that's a two point three from the from the Targaryen judge. Ooh, he did not make it all the way through. <laughs> oh no, it's, it's like the horse head is dangling. Yeah, oh. that little last piece of sinew. <laughs> oh. Oh. I, I guess living up to the hot water, living in hot water, Targaryen baths. Mm, Targaryen, yeah. Know. Synchronized Targaryen bath swimming? Yeah, moon door, flying, all those things. Thank you, Iron Trump. I think that probably is also a metal and starving. True. Right, so let's kick this to the next level. Yes. Western X Games. Can we... <laughs> oh, man. Can we get, take a, a brief pause and, one, say thank you to our live chat right now, and, two, to those of you not live chatting, we apologize for being distracted by the live chat. They're so interesting. We were having a great time. I'm and sorry. so good looking. I was just going to say they're so good looking. I just realized I didn't turn off sounds. Like, uh, I, I may be touching myself. That's how good looking they are. So I apologize for the bloop, bloop, bloop. The water drop. The last. Uh, Only listen in the chat room says that cat chasing would be a Westeros Olympic event, and that is for sure true. Just and, so. And our, yeah. our lady Arya Stark. Cat chasing would be in the X Games. Have you ever tried to chase a cat? That's just <laughs> extreme. Hmm. I watched a show on the plane called My Cat from Hell, <laughs> and I, I will never be the same again. Mm-hmm. A How man about- named Jack Galaxy helps people with angry. Do devils. you know what show I know that Tim is so excited to see? Uh, Here uh, comes Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> honey Boo Boo Child. Tim's really pumped. You know, my favorite, my favorite <laughs> Olympic X Game um, Westeros thing is uh, Dire Donkey Slalom. Oh, I don't know what that even is. It's skiing with one ski. So they're, wait. You so stand is the, don- on is one the Dire, dire donkey, donkey the ski? Does no, the, have- the Dire Donkey are the flags. You got to go around them. Uh, <laughs> what if the donkey... One ski and you stood on the donkey. Well, typically they go down the mountain with the two darn donkeys. This time they're just on one. Oh man! Yeah, diff- and you have to um, ride on a uh, oaken shield. Mm-hmm. That's what you used to ski on. That's like sledding. You know, I, in this whole Westeros Olympics, I just have Duncan Egg doing the doing the color commentary. They're the announcers. I would like that. Duncan would be bad at it. I feel like the Egg would know everybody. He would know all our stats. He would know what is up. That's true. But then again, you know, Dunk would, would ruin it, and then Egg would be like, I told you. I told you, man. And then there would be clouding. So much clouding. Ooh, clouding could be a, a thing all by itself. Yes. A little you know clouding. Clouding in the West Coast Olympics, Dunk. He doesn't really do it that much. He's, he's a lot of talk and no action. I suppose we should actually talk about a crackpot yeah, theory think- now, huh? I'm just trying to help you so you don't have to edit everything out. Um, all right, guys. This is, in all honesty, 
the biggest question of oh my god, cat of this is the biggest question <laughs> of Game of Thrones. It is what is the point of the island? What is inside the golden briefcase? It is <laughs> who Aww. is Satori Han? Are you making a, a Lost reference? Because I've never seen Lost. I made a uh, Pulp Fiction reference. And, and you did make a Lost reference. I made a Kill Bill reference. I made a Ra- Lost reference. But everyone knows who Tori Hanzo is. What's in the box? <laughs> um, so, okay. To be honest, most of the clues we get for Jon Snow's parentage comes from book one. When I was rereading book one, we did our book club last time, I was freaking out. Because I'd read all the books at that point. And rereading the first one, I'm like, George R. R. Martin says a lot of things mm-hmm. that are important in book one that you totally don't even think about being important if you haven't read the other books. Right. Because so, when you first read book one, you have no idea what's happening. You're try- still trying to figure out who are all these people. Like, you still are trying to, like, remember basic... Like, like you've like, got your notebook next to the book, and you're just taking notes to keep stru- keep everything straight. Exactly. Which, speaking of that, just, I, I read an interesting fact. I have no idea where I read this, so... I'm pretty sure it's still true. Um, <laughs> apparently, you'd think that George R. R. Martin, with like all the different characters and storylines he has, would have like a room with like you know lots of post-it notes and like everything mapped out. Like nope. that room in a beautiful mind. Nope, he doesn't. He, he has like a notebook with super simple notes and a super old computer, which is not super well, surprising I've, if you've seen his website. I've also heard that <laughs> his um, live journal. You mean? It, it is on Angel Fire. George no, he, has, he does have a live journal, like literally. It's He's sad. so cute. But but his, I don't care. Whatever. So his craft works. I don't even care. But uh, Westeros.org, Elio and Linda, started to be a uh, just you know, a fan site, but they've actually helped him write the uh, last er books. I don't it know which sense, ones, though. but I mean, that's definitely helping him keep on track. But It's a lot to keep up with. Okay. So there's three main theories of who John, three or four main theories of who John's parents are. One, he is related to Eddard Stark and Ashara Dane too. He is related to Eddard Stark and someone named Wyla, a fish maid. Willa? Uh, Willa. How would you guys think that's pronounced? Willa? Wyla? It all. I thought it was Willa, but whatevs. Doesn't matter. Wyla. Wyla. Third. All right. And this is the most popular theory. And this is understood to be correct. John- understood to be correct? I think so. When you dig into the Reddits, the uh, Westeros forum, forums, no one even discusses if this is true or not. It just it is taken for granted that yes. it's true. It is. Jon Snow, are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Is Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna Stark's son. What? Said, Get out of town! It's a crazy mm-hmm. spoiler. You're, gonna, you're clicking unsubscribe, and I'm stopping you. One star. This- One star rating oh. on iTunes. Mostly from book one, my loves. Yes. <laughs> my little children. Okay. So, which do you want to start first with, besides Rhaegar? Because that one takes the longest. Let's talk about um, Shardane. Okay. Do we really even know much about Sh- Shardane's, like, mentioned? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, she's not super important, to be honest. Now, this is where, oh, another one, where the show watchers have an advantage. Ashara Dane is mentioned as a possible mother to Jon Snow in the show. Oh. You guys- when, when was this? Okay, so Ned is in the go- is in the Godswood meeting Cersei, and Cersei oh, okay. is like, "Now I've heard a rumor that Ashara Dane is your your John's mother. I'm pretty sure it's in a show. 
Don't mm. be mad if I'm, I'm wrong. I'm going to Google that right now. I'm going to fact check you. But in the book, this is what happens. This is when the slapping happens where Cersei slaps Ned and back and forth. Where Ned tells Cersei just to give up. And Cersei's being mean and she mentions that, hey man, I've heard that Ashara Dane killed herself because you dishonored her by stealing her son. Right. Factually, we know that she did kill herself. And it's because she's supposed to be distraught over some highborn lover or something. Well, I mean, I guess... Am I getting that right? The idea is this. So, uh, the biggest thing we need to rewind to is the Tower of Joy and Love. Or the Tower of Joy. Or Love. Tower of Joy? Tower of Love. Um, Tower of Joy. Tower of Joy. The Tower of Joy is in Dorne. Ned gives us a beautiful, awesome dream sequence when his leg is broken after leaving the whorehouse and being attacked by Jamie Lannister and co. And he's just on high on milk of the poppy and so forth. So here's what happened. Ned, Helen Reed, and some other people attack this thing called the Tower of Joy, where Rhaegar has locked up Lyanna Stark, Ned's sister. And a lot of bad stuff happens, and it turns out that it's three Kingsguard, the most badass Kingsguard, are there. Uh, one, in the point I'm telling the story, is Arthur Dane, who is considered to be the best knight in the past, like, hundred years. He's ridiculously strong and awesome. He has uh, a special sword, whatever. Not important. So, But how does he Ned- compare to Sir Barristan? Better. Wow. I, my mind cannot handle that. Because no. he's younger than Sir Barristan, and he's still understood to be the the best. He's younger than Sir Barristan? Yes. He's the bee's knee. I know okay. Barristan wasn't at the Tower of Joy. He was off on uh, was at the, the Trident. Got, this happens after the Trident. And we'll get back to that later, the fact that these three Kingsguard are defending this tower after every Targaryen is dead or has fled. So... It's Ned versus, with like six other people, including Helen Reed, and they fight three people. Only Ned and Helen Reed survive. But the big point is that Ned has so much respect for Arthur Dane that he takes his sword Dawnstar or something like that, um. and he brings it back to Dorne, to Arthur Dane. Now, canon, quote-unquote, it's supposed to be that Ashara Dane kills herself because her brother is dead and whatever. But, I mean, it's also theorized that Ned took the sword back and then put baby into her. <laughs> and, then, and then she got sad. But the time doesn't necessarily line up. But we Basically, we know the, that she killed herself. She killed herself. Over right. some, some sadness that happened to her. Ashara Dane is most likely dead. But this is Game of Thrones. <laughs> And if you again, if you have watched Lost, we we do a lot of references to Lost because Lost has a lot of weird sort of like are they are they this are they that? It's really if you do not see the character die, you're not too sure what yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Not dead. You haven't seen him die. Exactly. So that's my my opinion. Anyway, yeah, she's dead. And really, the, the most we get from this is rumors from highborn people is that Cersei says it that some other people whisper it. Did Ashara Dane kill herself because Ned, I guess, scorned her love? Because Ned had to go back and marry Cat. Was not mm-hmm. he was not in love with Catelyn? He had to due to honor. They ended up liking each other, but that was just like lucky. <laughs> exactly. So, 
at this point, was Ned married to? Not yet. No, he was. He well, was. some think that Jon Snow is older than Rob. It's kind he, of... I, th- I thought the idea was he got married, he put a baby into Catelyn, and then he rode off to war. Frankie D, 22, in the chat room says, why would Ned not tell Catelyn about John's true parents? Like, what was the point of mm. lying to Catelyn? If, <laughs> if his true parents are really Lyanna and Rhaegar. Or well, just in general, like, what's his deal? Like, why is he... I mean, it, I guess it makes sense if it's really, you know, really his, and it's with some girl that he won't... Well, I mean, he told that's what he told her, though. Well, in the book, it, the whispers get to her that um, it's actually so-and-so, and then doesn't he go around and get rid of all the people who were who were telling well, rumors? It, it's the the servants mention Ashara Dane. It's not very specific, okay, but it gets mentioned. It's like it's essentially a rumor. Right. And the thing that what's said is that Ned basically tells Catelyn to never ask again, and then it right. says. Dane's name is never mentioned again in Winterfell. Right. So there's one pretty like excellent idea as to why he would not tell anyone that it's not his kids is because uh, King Robert would kill Jon Snow if he knew mm-hmm. that uh, Rhaegar put a baby into Lyanna. You know, Robert thinks it's just some like Fisher girl. Like yeah. he's like Willa or Willa, however you pronounce her name. He thinks it's that girl. Right. He does not think it's a Chardin. He thinks it's this other girl. So, I mean, there's already, like, a lot of mystery about it. Like, if it was just, like, like, why would Ned... I don't know. It seems like, to me, Ned's a super honorable guy. Like, first of all, it's out of character for him to cheat on Catelyn. Mm-hmm. But if he did cheat on Catelyn, he would totally own up to it and be like, oh, it was this person. So, basically, I mean, he's trying to protect his sister's honor. Is that what we're thinking? Exactly. Yeah, that is totally in line with, you know... Our understanding. Exactly. And when Ned's having these, like, the weird dreams and, like, flashbacks in book one, when he's down in the dungeons and, like, you know, really sick because he's got a broken leg and Mm -hmm. it's not being taken care of, he has these flashback dreams where he's talking to Liana and she just says, promise me, Ned, promise me, and never says what. She's in a bed of blood and she says, promise me, Ned. Now, before we get ahead of ourselves, I'm going to give a spoiler for this podcast Everything that we're saying is leading up to Rhaegar being Jon Snow's father. Yeah. Um, the biggest things with setting up who else could be Jon Snow's parents is essentially to line up the holes. No, biggest of which is why is Ned so weird about it? Why does Ned constantly mention his shame? So we can set up what the book says about Jon's parents but then we always come back to these questions. Why does Ned always bring it up when he's sad? Why does yeah. Ned bring it up when he can't sleep? And things like of that nature. something that troubles him. Like, I think he doesn't like having to lie to Catelyn, but I think that for him, like, when Lyanna was, like, promising you won't tell anyone, mm-hmm. that's what I'm assuming the promise is, he really doesn't tell anyone. Right. And Not even you, Catelyn. And when you first read it, you read Ned as a ridiculous, honorable character that he is only one-dimensional. As in... He did bad. He had a bastard. So he wants to hide that fact as much as possible. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to talk about it. So that's why it makes sense that he did have a baby with a highborn lady or a fishmonger's wife or something like that. But when you really get kind of deeper into it, there's some weird sort of um, 
uh, chains that you see. But I don't really know if there's much else we can mention about Ashara Dane being the mother. Yeah, I think that is the least likely of everything. Think of Ashara Dane. Ashara Dane is what the highborn people, the, the Lannisters, the Tyrells, that's what they rumor to be. Because that's, that's a better story for them. Exactly. That's two high houses, you know, doing bad stuff. And I guess that Ned, that Ned danced with her one time or something. Oh, that's true. So people why, are- why is it their their preferred story? That's what I don't understand. Well, I don't know. Part of me would want to think that, I don't know, that they would be like, oh, no, he had to be a highborn person. But then again, I feel like the Lannisters would totally love it if a Stark, you know, got a baby on yeah. a uh, you know, love girl. And there, there is a small bit that happens in book four, but it's really small. We won't say it now, but it gets a little bit more murky. But again, the biggest parts are in book one. Um, if you read for that was the, striking um, to me anyway. Um, it really kind of helps you pick a side, but there is a little bit to say yes, he, uh, John could be a Shardane's kid. It could be Wireless. It definitely, mostly. It could be Ned Stark's child. Um, and it, I don't really want to say anything more because it's technically a spoiler, but it's not, it, again, it's not, they don't really say anything. It's just, it's Stark backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, humans are stupid in the chat room is saying that Brandon Stark tapped a Shardane, so right? That is another. <laughs> um, Wait, who's, who's Brandon? That's uh, Ned- Ned's older brother. I did. In uh, King's Landing with his dad. Yeah. So, I mean, that could also, lend credence to that whole story as well. Right. And there, there is, I guess, a small contingent that thinks that it's possible that John is related to Brandon and Ashardane. Well, there's a part where, um, hold on, let me find it really quick. But that could be why she killed herself is when Brandon died. I mean, that could make, that make sense. John, and he's like, he's my blood. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say he's my son. He's his blood. So somehow, John is related to Ned. Whether right. that be that he's his son or that he's just simply related somehow right. to him. Right. And I guess if – let's put yourself in another highborn thing. You're, picture yourself as a Craig Hall. You're not super it, high. You're kind of high. You're trying to think of, like, what's this drama with the Starks and the Danes? You think, oh, well, it's possible that Brendan Stark put a baby in Shardain and she got sad yeah. and killed herself no, or okay. what? Let me let me like just read the quote from book. This is from the very first book. Or, you know, just remember that. Um, never asked me. Okay, this is uh, I guess Catelyn heard a story from the servants and she asked Ed, Nedder about it. And Nedder. he Nedder, <laughs> Ned about it. <laughs> never asked me about John. He said, "Cold as ice. He is my blood, and that is all you need to know." And now I'll learn where you heard that name, my lady. She had pledged to obey. She told him, and from that day on, the whispering had stopped, and Ashara Dane's name was never heard of Winterfell again. So there's that little. So red herring. Well, I mean, that's what I think. The, the idea here is the fact that Ned's so guilty, and the fact that Ashara Dane is so immediately not mentioned in Winterfell gives, I guess, proof that it's possible that she is a big deal to Jon Snow. I just but. see. I don't think he would. I don't. I, I think his sister's honor probably would be something that he would be willing to tarnish his own honor for. But I really doubt that he would tar- tarnish his own honor for his older brother. I mean, it's just yeah. it's just not nearly as big of a deal for his brother to have fathered a bastard. Yeah, and it's you know, I mean, it's it's kind of understood that between Brendan and uh, Robert Baratheon that they started the war. You know, um, but we can get into that 
Never? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a weird thing. Is we have so, like some for those of us who have read every book, it, we our bits and pieces get kind of lost of what is mentioned, you know, in the first couple versus what is filled in in the last. Because there is a lot about how the war started that's filled in in book four, which is yeah. dumb because yeah. we really want to know. You know, we, we at the middle of book three, we forget. We even we don't care how the war started. But then book four and even book three a little bit, we, we get some more information about how uh, Robert's Rebellion started. And we get a little more information about the Starks and so forth. So um, let's hop on over to, I guess, what is the main, the, the, the normal theory is Jon Snow is Ed Stark's and Wyla's son. Yeah, uh, fun fact, I guess Wyla was, was a wet nurse for House Dane. So mm-hmm. this is still like dealing with like a Shardane's people. Yes. Something's going on with his family. Um, and the only reason, really, I feel like the only reason we think that is because Robert thinks that. Like, that's the only... Well, person. Ned says it. Well, yeah. More importantly. Because he, Robert's talking to him, he said, oh, you told me what, like, you told me what who it was. Was it Meryl? You know the one I mean, your bastard's mother. And Ned says, her name was Wella. And I would sooner you not speak of her. Right. And what some people take this as is Ned is being a little coy. And he's not saying, the person that gave me baby is Anzwila. It's the person you are referring to. But here, yeah, and here's just more fuel for the fire here. Um, Robert says, Wyla, yes. She must have been a rare winch if she can make Lord Eddard Stark forget his honor, even for an hour. You never told me what she looked like. So even Robert is like, oh, man, she must have been, like, real awesome to make you forget your honor because you totally never, ever, ever do that. Right. (laughs) I don't know. I just... And there's also a bit more stuff to this theory that comes up in book four, three, but it's not crazy important. I don't want to say it here. Um, it's just a little bit more extra that says, hey, this Wyla person existed, and she was around the Danes. Yeah. yeah but I mean, really. And I mean, I, I think we'll go into it after Mr. Dow is no longer with us, but. I'm just, like, really just confused by everything. <laughs> I'm just trying to listen. I'm like, I'm trying to take notes, and I was like, uh. There is um, a very specific reason why I imagine it is, uh. It's really the Liana and Rygar thing. But we'll talk about well, that later. It's just everything, you know? It's just, it's the, you know, kind of death by a thousand cuts. You know, it's just, if you have just one, two, three little clues, you're like, whatever. But it's just clue after clue after clue. Like the website that we use to kind of like look at it, it's like 80% of it is Rygar and Liana. And it's just all these small things, like every time. Flowers are mentioned every time being guilty mm-hmm. is mentioned. If you think about it, Ned is like more than any other book of Game of Thrones is focused on one character, and that's Ned and things that are happening with and around him. And so much is happening like about this stuff. Wherever it's like, oh, he smelled flowers, which reminded him of Lyanna. Oh, he smelled, he remembered guilt, which reminded him of the Tower of Joy. All this small, small stuff that really, if you the first time you read it is like, oh, well, the previous chapter, Jar Jar told us like what this dude was wearing and what type of honey he was eating on his duck. This yeah. chapter, Ned is just mentioning some weird stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. again, like there's so there's so much evidence in just the very first book. Like I'm looking through this stuff again, um, 
in case everyone forgot, there's this whole ordeal that happened. And we're sw- and we're moved on to we're moved on to Rhaegar and Lyanna now because this is like like we said like his is basically like understood to be true. Um, I, in case you forgot, there's a whole whole ordeal that happens at a tournament where Rhaegar wins and he does not crown his wife Elia Martell the queen of love and beauty, but he crowns Tim. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what. That's what that makes sense. That would not have started a war because it was but, like duh. But like no, this is this. Look, Ned remembered the moment when all the smiles died, when Prince Rhaegar Targaryen urged his horse past his own wife, the Dornish princess Elia Martell, to lay the Queen of Beauty's laurel in Lyanna's lap. He could see it still, a crown of winter roses as blue as frost. Ned, Ned Stark reached out his hand to grasp the flowery crown, but beneath the pale blue petals, the thorns lay hidden. Yeah. So there's, I mean, something's going on with that. It's really weird how much book one has to do with who was John's parents without ever telling the reader that this is what this means. You just think that Ned is weird. And Ned never says anything bad about Rhaegar ever. Like, Robert hates him. And he's all like, oh, he raped Lyanna. But like, right. Ned- like hundreds of times. Like, we know for that's a factual that he raped Lyanna. Well, quote unquote raped. Or made right. sweets. We loved her. Might be another way yeah. to put it. Right. Here's the idea. Because Targaryens are known for that. I mean, it's the Tower of Joy that he brought her to. My big thing is, why the heck were there three of the Kingsguard guarding Lyanna at the Tower of Joy? I think we're we're, we're jumping around around a lot. I know, but there's but they, there's so much so many places. Yeah. it's hard to like. Stand um. Up. Okay, so the big the big things are one that Rhaegar is not spoken badly by Ned or Jorah Marmont. Mm-hmm. Also, it's. Ned mentions how upset he is by lying during this whole scene of the Tower of Joy and how he's hiding something for Lyanna. Also, you get all these other things throughout the book where Ned remembers Lyanna based off roses, based off like not keeping vows, based off not keeping honor. All of these things. Um, without yes, spending so much crazy time um, Ned says after he's it's mentioned that there is like a, a, a back passage to a whorehouse or something like that or the fact that Robert Baratheon keeps whores and has tons of bastards Ned thinks to himself hey I don't think Rhaegar would have kept all these whores or had bastards Yep. and then everyone's and basically what it's saying is Ned would not have thought positive things about the person who raped and murdered his sister. Yeah. That's the easiest way Yeah, like, why would he ever have thought that? That's exactly. That's, that's ridiculous. Jorah tells Danny that, his, that um, uh, Viserys was not the last dragon, that um, uh, Rhaegar was. Yeah. So this and that Daenerys is like him. Daenerys is good, therefore Rhaegar yeah. is good. So something's up with the Rhaegar way- was the last dragon. He was honorable. He wasn't a piece of shit. Yeah, and I feel like the whole deal with Lyanna dying in the bed of blood, that's dangerous to me. Like, a, like that's, she died in childbirth. Like, right, easy. right. What else could that be? No yeah. doubt. Okay, so we, we tried to kind of touch on this during book club, book one. What do you remember that happened during Ned's fever dream at the Tower of Joy where he saved or, or met Lyanna? I have no recollection. See, I... <laughs> was that important i didn't care until i'd read everything and then went yeah, back and read it again. me neither i, I didn't like, pick I, up on it I, at all yeah I, I 
don't even remember this part. I was just well, it, you know, kind of concentrating on the high points, like the stuff that they they. I mainly, I think that when I read it, I, I mainly looked at the stuff like, oh, this is this is like the book. I mean, this is like the show. Oh, this wasn't, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's in the middle of Ned's fever dream, so. Yeah. Uh, scene for the, so for those of you who haven't read the books, we'll give a brief synopsis. Ned and a couple other dudes. This is after the war essentially is done. Um, Mad King Ares is dead. Rhaegar is dead. Robert's the king. Ned is really just cleaning up the last bits of uh, resistance. And he goes down to Dorne, where the Tower of Joy is, and he meets up with the last three Kingsguard. Arthur Dane, who is Rhaegar's best friend. Um, this other dude called like the Old Bull, who is the king or the, the head of the Kingsguard. And one other guy. Um, th- these guys are literally like the most badass people in all the realm. And the Kingsguard only protects the royalty. Um, yeah. Barristan and Jamie Lannister at this point have switched sides. Barristan had almost been killed, and Robert has part of him. I mean, Jamie killed Ares. So at this point, most of, you know, the Kingsguard is kind of understood, like, oh, we're done. So Ned has this fever dream, which George R. R. Martin has kind of said that this might not be 100% true. But something is important. It's exactly. important. Like, I don't know. I, I think the, the essence of it. Yes. We, can, we can glean some information. Humans uh, are stupid in the chat room has graciously reminded us that it's Arthur Dane, Gerald Hightower, and Oswald Wint. And, and um, uh, Helen Reed is with Ned. Yes. Only little how and he's little. Yeah, and like I said at the very beginning of the podcast, not the very beginning, but at the beginning-ish of the podcast, Ned and Holland Reed are the only two people that survive. Holland Reed is a chronic man, which means he fights lizard lions and things like that. So after the battle, Ned goes up to the tower and finds his sister, Liana, and there's several small things. One, the room is completely filled with the smell of flowers. Blue roses. Blue roses. Blue roses, specifically. Which are her favorite. It's the same rose that Rhaegar laid at her, um, gave her when she was crowned the Queen yep. of Love and Beauty. Same flowers that Daenerys sees in a vision. Yes. On the wall. Yes. On the wall. Uh-huh. Think about it. Oh, that's a deep one. Um, and then, so, um, again, remember, this is several... He had to think weeks after Rhaegar has died. When you first read book one, you think that Rhaegar raped Lyanna to death. And that he's the worst. And that he's the worst. So when Ned goes into the Tower of Joy, it smells like blood. And he and, and she's and Lyanna is laying in a bed of blood. So what you first read that as is this is post rape Lyanna dying from oh. Yeah, that's that's super horrific. But again, Rhaegar had to be really good at it to keep her yeah. bleeding for that long. You know what I'm saying? Tim, even, even I'm, I wasn't going to go there. That out. Hang your head in shame. You're head in shame. That's what. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. That's wrong. You Everyone's think mad that. at you. <laughs> you shouldn't think. Um, no, I, so that which, would be particularly horrific if if that. So basically, he goes into the room. It smells like blood, but there's no reason. That it should smell like blood since Rhaegar has been dead for weeks. Oh. So, oh, that's true. Oh, I forgot about that. 
So what it's understood as, and through tears, Liana is crying, promise me, Ned, promise me. This is a phrase that comes up not just during the fever dream, but later. Like all the time. All the time. He's always thinking about it. And And the only logical explanation is that Liana is having a baby. Yeah, she's, she's definitely already having a baby because the battle is assumed to not take very long between Ned, Hal, and Reed and the Kingsguard. Further to that point, the Kingsguard would not have protected whoever was inside that tower unless they were an heir to the throne. Yeah, like, why would they even care about Lyanna? Like, Rhaegar's gone. Why wouldn't they go with the rest of the royal family? Why wouldn't they leave? Yes. Like, that makes no sense unless Lyanna is giving birth to the next heir. Yeah. Now, here's my question. This is my big, the only thing that kind of, like, throws a wrench in it for me. If Lyanna had, you know, John had a baby with Rhaegar, but they're not married, he's still a bastard. Nope. Here's why. Okay, here's another bit. And this is only a spoiler in the fact that we get more backstory. It's not plot story. Rhaegar married a Dornish woman, Elia Martell. The Dornish people are very, very open to multiple um, love. Dalliances, I think, is the term we're looking for. They call them paramours. Now, those are not technically heirs. But if you go back to the the conquering of Westeros with Aegon I, he married both his sisters. So what you take is that Targaryens and Martells have a bit of kind of a... um, they're okay with more than one wife. But they, they still have to marry her, though, right? Yes, which is which is totally possible. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, he oh. definitely could have. I, his wife is dead at this point, too, right? Although, I guess she would have been dead after he died on the trident. I've seen, in theories, that Elia... Well, Elia, it was mentioned that she's really sickly. She had a baby, like, not super long before this, and it was like, she needs to not have any more babies because she's really sickly and weak. So maybe she was like, I'm okay with it. Maybe. Or maybe she wasn't okay with it and Rhaegar right. did it anyway. And honestly, that the only thing is to point out that it's like you're thinking, what would Elliot do if she was, you know, the other wife? Well, if she's from Dorne, having more than one, I guess, wife Person. or lover, female lover, is not a big deal. And the fact that he's a Targaryen, and there's also this bit about Rhaegar not going too much deeper, because, again, it's a little bit later. Rhaegar is super obsessed with fulfilling prophecy. Yes. And we'll touch on that probably never. But just yeah, remember that. Maybe later. It's too much to talk about. It is a lot. Um, <laughs> believe me, there's totally lots of stuff on the internet about it. And I think, I mean, it. we also know from the Dunkin' Egg stuff, you know, it, the Blackfire Rebellion was started. I mean, I, I think that uh, Liana and Rhaegar Targaryen kid, you know, after Rhaegar's dead, could totally manage think- to have a good enough claim to be the king. I agree with you, and I think that I actually wouldn't have, I wouldn't have agreed as much until I read Duncan Egg. And seeing the history of the Blackfire Rebellion, I mean, where the guy was like, oh, yep, all my bastards legitimized, yep. totally fine. Right. I mean, Rhaegar had done that before he died. Yeah, and think- like, he had and- told someone, like, legitimize my bastards. Yeah, and done. if you think about it, like, the Blackfires were legitimized by the worst king of all time. Yeah. And Rhaegar was... And Rhaegar was, like, universally loved. Right. And Except if, for by Robert. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you um, sort of take how Elliot was sickly, you could almost see him being like, oh, just as, you know, Blackfire got the sword Blackfire because he was strong. I'm not sure me, Rhaegar, trusts Aegon and whatever um, the daughter's name was. Oh, yeah. Prince, I forget her name. I don't remember. Yeah. The only other thing that I wanted to bring up about this stuff was, um, you know, the promise me, promise me. It, it might not have been promise me, you know, that you won't tell my secret. It might have been just promise me that you'll protect yeah, this take baby. Care of it. And that could easily become, well, to protect this baby, I have to, you know, make up this whole fiction about where the baby really came from. Anyone, I feel anyone, I mean, she had to have kept that super secret that she was pregnant and she was. Like, there's just so many, I don't know, there's just so many, like, ways that could have gone terribly. Right. And it's the whole, Which is probably why she was at the Tower of Joy. I mean, Ned just completely, completely helped overthrow the government. Think of, you know, the U.S. Civil War going opposite. You know, he helped that happen. And if he basically said, hey, man, I am hiding Abraham Lincoln's baby, you know. And, and, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Abraham Lincoln's baby just <laughs> started laughing. Because <laughs> I see this little baby in diapers with a beard and a top hat. Yeah, much beard. <laughs> top hat but honestly um there this is this argument is spelled out like point by point and it's like citation after citation it's crazy tower of the hand which uh, i've mentioned before i don't really understand why you listen to our podcast if you don't go to tower of the hand so i guess for us to go any deeper on this thing we're gonna have to do the saddest thing in the world which would be to say goodbye the saddest of the things Say goodbye to Mr. Dow for the evening. See, I don't want to. Tim, we're, we're going we're, we're to get to see each other later this week. All right. And then I Thrifty can... doesn't, so you can lord that over him. It's like it's like when you take off your shirt and you just shove your nipple into someone's face. I'm like, yeah, you like that? It's kind of like that. That's, that's... It's a nipple spot. I don't know that feeling. Oh, you will soon. <laughs> you will. All right, so... He... Zero spoilers. We don't have a good way of cutting out our dumb brains because, guys, we're not very smart. We're going to actually spoil. Yeah, we're just good looking. That's all we've got. Yeah. So we're going on a look. So, Mike Dow, thank you very much. Um, good night. Good night. Um, hey, where can we find you on Twitter, Mike Dow? Um, Mike Dow? <laughs> Pretty awesome, isn't it? It all oh, yeah. makes sense. And if you want to see um, more of Mike Dow's work, just Google... Uh, PSY on YouTube. Uh, I really suggest Gangnam Style. I also did the uh, Olympic March song for the Korean, the South Korean team. Uh, so be sure to check out both and like them on YouTube. Which Ooh, is weird because he's Vietnamese. <laughs> okay, so this is the bit where we kind of move into what the further, you know, Ender books mention about who are John's parents. Wait, we're talking about right. We're continuing with that. Continuing. Okay. And the biggest thing is the fact that Arya, when she's rolling with the uh, Brothers Without Banners, meets a Dane. 
Young Dane. I forget his name. Oh, yeah. Um, Edric. Edric Dane, Dane. Who is... A, he doesn't really, no one really knows who his parents are, according to uh, the Wiki of Ice and Fire. I believe he's either definitely Arthur Danes or Ashara Danes. He's one of those two. Huh. He's one of those two. He straight up says, Hey, man, I was totally milk brothers with Jon Snow because his mom was my milk mom. What? Just- I don't remember that. Yeah, that yeah, that <laughs> is a weird part. Uh, let me find it. Is that like Eskimo you. Brothers? Yes. But, <laughs> oh no. But it's like weird milk, you know? It's because they both have the same um Oh my gosh, why can't I think of the word for the what Milk the lady- Mother. No, what the lady is who Wet nurse. Yes, thank you, the only listen. Oh my gosh, my brain. <laughs> that is just like like uh um the King of the North's baby and Sam. They're also milk brothers. True. Yep, that's true. That's true, because Gilly and her rum milk. Guys, mm. we have rum milk. Guys, I have milk and rum. That's the drink I should have made. I should have made a pale mare. Pale mare. So, okay. So, anyway, Arya has a conversation with Edric Dane, who's born and raised in Starfall. And she says, how do you know my brother about John? And he said, he's my milk brother. And Arya said, brother, but you're from Dorne. How could you and John be blood? And he said, milk brother, not blood. My lady mother had no milk when I was little, so Wyla had to nurse me. Arya was lost. Who's Wyla? John Snow's mother. He never told you. She served us for years and years, since before I was born. John never knew his mother, not even her name. And yeah, that basically is it. Hmm. So who do we think he's the... So we don't know who he's the baby of. He's definitely a baby of either, you know, Ashar or Edric, Dane. Um, but they don't know who the father or the mother is. Depending. So could Jennifer- the whole Brandon and yeah. Ashar thing really have still happened? Yeah, he is definitely Ashar Dane's son. According to Wiki of Ice and Fire, um, it's possible. Okay, again, here's the one that we mentioned earlier that Mira Reed is telling Brand and Jojen a story. I think essentially to keep their mind off how miserable their situation is. Yeah. So they're telling the story of the uh, what is it? The uh, young lion dancing with um, young wolf. Yeah. No. Something. Hold on. I'll, it's, um, I'll find it. Basically, the idea is that it's a story where Ned is too nervous to dance with Ashara Dane, but then Brandon, who is understood to be kind of a ladies' man, who what's the girl that is talking to Theon, Lady Dustin, Dustin, Lady Dustin, Lady Dustin is this lady mentioned later. Who again, if you're listening right now, you're you're messed up. Uh, lady Dustin hates Starks because Brendan made sex. And it's understood that Brendan Stark made a lot of sex to highborn ladies. So there's a story that Ned had a crush on Ashara Dane. Brendan basically gets Ashara Dane to dance with Ned, and everyone sort of like talks about it. It's it's yeah. it's, it's a story. It's a song that Mira talks about that kind of brings up sort of some stories about. It definitely gives credence to why Ned would make would uh, ruin his honor to put a baby inside a Chardin. Yeah. I don't even know where to go from this. There's just so... 
It's well, too much. Okay, there's one. There's one very, very good reason why I think that um, that Jon Snow is a Targaryen. Mm-hmm. That's because that we have three dragons, yeah. and we're going to need a rider for each one of them. Yep, that's true. Mm. And I really think Jon Snow's going to be riding one of them dragons come book seven or so. Well, here's the thing. So we have Danny. We have John. Who's the other? Oh, well, I mean, something Tyrion. Well, I think other people. That's a whole other crack. Well, we can talk about it now. We can talk about it, right? Sure. We can talk about anything. Well, so- what was real quick? One big thing about Rhaegar is this: the first time that we get the phrase "A Song of Ice and Fire" is mentioned with Rhaegar and how, and basically his idea of he is weighed down by prophecy. Rhaegar is mentioned as being super nice, but also crazy depressed. He's real sad. He's a musician, um, so that's kind of a thing. Yeah, but it's his thing. <laughs> that makes is- sense why Jon Snow is so emo. <laughs> he heard that shit. <laughs> and but one big thing with Rhaegar is he wanted to fulfill this pro- prophecy of essentially kind of making the three heads. Uh, it's, I mean, it's- well, that's not maybe why he would marry. Bianna, is that right? Because he only had two kids, both kind of weak. He needed a strong third, so he's going to do anything he can to get a strong third um, a child. Uh, so that's yeah. kind of one small. I think he was just smitten by Liana. She's just totally in love with Liana. Now, now that we're in this, let me talk about a different crackpot theory. There's a couple things. So the thought is, it's talking about three heads of the dragon. That one is is Daenerys, one is John. One is Aegon, who we meet in book five. Mm. Now, some things I've read are that, number one, that Daenerys and Aegon are actually brother and sister versus aunt and nephew. So that they were twins. That's one thought. Another thought, Daenerys and John are twins. That blew my brain. Yeah. What? Yeah, and, and they're all twins. And, such, and since we're continually touching on things, another one is Tyrion is a Targaryen. Yes. How is Tyrion a Targaryen? I love. Okay, so yeah, this is what I want to happen. I want to. I want Tyrion to have the third dragon to ride. But how do we get to the point where he is riding a dragon? I mean, I know he says he likes dragons. Like he says, he's obsessed with dragons. That's a thing. But how do we get him to be a Targaryen? It's pretty. Is is weak, but it's there. I don't think it's that weak. Well, we also have. We also have a third talking about Targaryen heads, I guess you'd say, is this one is also understood to be true for some reason. It's crazy. That Aegon, who is mentioned in book five, is actually a Blackfire. Yep. He is not Aegon. He is not Rhaegar's son. So he's a fakey. Right. So if you go on to Westeros, if you go on to Reddit slash AS, blah, 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 sorry, Fire and Ice, they don't, at this point... It, they don't even care to like discuss if Rhaegar and Lyanna are John's parents or if Aegon's a Blackfire. Like someone was, they're beyond that. Yeah, like, oh, so, that's true. Let's someone was joking that the real crackpot theory is that John is actually Ned's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the craziest is that John is related to, is Ned's son. You know. No, but here's the deal. Um, according to Barristan and Selmy, Ares, which is Rhaegar and Daenerys and Viserys' dad. Super lusted after Joanna Lannister, which is T- uh, Tywin's wife. Yes. 
and that there was some some shit going on so, there. Wait, Aries. Who, was, who lusted after Tywin's wife? Aries, King yeah, Aries, Mad King Mad Aries. Aries. Oh. From, mm. the Barrison tell me Aries lusted for Joanna Lannister, something that caused further friction between the king and his hand. At the wedding of Tywin to Joanna. Ares, Ares drunkenly japed about how it was a pity the first night tradition was banned and took certain liberties in the bedding ritual when the men at the feast had had to disrobe the bride. Yeah. So there's that. So it's the beginning so of was, Braveheart. Yeah, but, it, but that's not what happened though. That's not. It's, that just shows you like that Ares had a thing for Joanna, <laughs> and Tywin like talks about how Tyrion is only his son because he can't prove he's not. Right. And, <laughs> and, and one thing is that Tywin, one of the Okay, so there's this idea that Tywin um, had a lot of whores. It's mentioned that... So wait, not Tywin. Aries. Yes, no Tywin. Tywin had a lot of whores? Yes. It's mentioned that Varys says to Tyrion, when Tyrion is Hand of the King, that a previous Hand of the King had the passage made between his house to the whorehouse. And people speculate that that's Tywin. Because Tywin puts so much on his hating of whores... And then we kind of fast forward to where Tywin is in bed with Shay. Mm. You know, oh, yeah, he does. He does make it also, with Shay. Also, side note: talking about dwarves running in the family. Do we remember from Duncan Egg that there's Duncan the Tall? There's mm-hmm. also a Duncan the Small, mm-hmm. and it never says specifically that he's like a little person, but that is possible. Yeah, the idea is either a it's he's there's a already a Duncan the Tall, but it could be cute. But he's the prince of dragonflies, like yes. so maybe there is in the Targaryen gene pool possibility for dwarves. Right. I actually this might be one of my that might be one of my favorite theories. Well, that, I mean, that Tyrion is actually a Targaryen and that he's one of the dragons. <laughs> and this further yeah. idea that the reason why twenty five to thirty percent of Targaryens are crazy is because of inbreeding. Um, but I've also read that that's not nearly as true in uh, the real world, you know, that people get insane because of inbreeding. I hear that not, that's not as true. But the idea, that's what Westeros thinks, is the fact that they do so much inbreeding, that's why they are, every couple Targaryens are batshit crazy. And that's why it's possible that Tyrion is... A dwarf is because he has bad, so much bad genes because of the inbreeding. But I mean, that's real. I mean, again, these these uh, that theories. Is so dwarfist. Yeah. But isn't that cool? Like, I don't know. I love the idea of Aegon like being a total red herring, being like, no, he's not the real third head of the dragon. It's yeah. Tyrion. Which really, like, I mean, you guys think of like main main characters in the series. I think Tyrion, Daenerys, John. Well, I mean, I think the big theory is a song of ice and fire is ice is John, fire's Danny. Yeah. So we have those two, and then we need the third because it is mentioned a few times that we need a third head of the dragon. Yeah. Um, we're introduced to Aegon pretty late, so late that people just think that it's kind of a weak storytelling point on Jar Jar's part that. It's like, oh, um, uh, this guy, he's been alive the whole time. It I seems just, like a deus ex machina or something to that extent. It makes sense. I don't understand how there are not more fake deaths happening in Westeros because they don't have, like, internet or anything or, like, cell phones to call people. It's just, like, totally word of mouth and, like, by Raven. Like, right. who even knows what's true? Well, or, like, when anyone's born, which is why 
I I think that it can be possible that Daenerys and John were twins, or yeah. that Daenerys and Aegon were because supposedly John's older than Daenerys. But who really knows how John's, old anyone is? John's exact age is sometimes questioned. Daenerys, we know, should be about the same age as John. I think John's supposedly a little older, but anyway, it doesn't matter because who knows? They don't sound like they have birth certificates in yeah. the hospital to like you know record that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's the real um, question. How can we get Arya onto one of those dragons? Oh man, she's got a. She's in one of. I feel like she would love a dragon. She I know how totally into that. Targaryen face in the faceless men's cavern. Put it on and just go. Yeah. <laughs> now you can just talk about faceless men. Yeah, you know what's sad about crackpot theories? There's not a lot about Arya. There hmm. should be more. Because her shit is just crazy enough as it is. It's like remember she puts on that girl's face, guys. Yeah. Guys, remember she was in that girl's face and she, <laughs> she never was getting beat that. to death? Remember yeah. That? Yeah, it's good times. Yeah. Arya's pretty pretty cool on her own without needing crackpot yeah. theories. Um, so, have we, like, mostly exhausted John? I think so. I, I, I think there's just... If that's not true, then Jar Jar is the biggest troll ever. Apparently, <laughs> Jar Jar's wife mentioned that um, R plus L equals J... Is a little too obvious for him. Ugh. She said dismissively, but she doesn't know. I don't know what <laughs> is more compelling than that. You know, I I just can't think of anything that makes as much sense as that. But if if it's not that, there's so much wasted words in book one, and we've all wasted time reading the series. I'm just kidding. It's not that dramatic, but yeah. Um. So I mean, that's that's a big. That's everyone's favorite sort of crackpot theory is who are John's parents. Yeah. And it's just so tough to figure out, you know, what is true and what's not true. Because we just have stories that come up in book four and book five. You know, Davos even is told that, you know, um, Ned got one of the uh, fish ladies on the sisters. Is it the sisters? On the sisters, yeah. That kind of scary. You know? uh, thank I, don't you. Think that's, I don't think that's not true. I think that, again, is just... Rumors that people what, think are true. What, what I see this is as regional rumors. I think people talk. Uh, I feel like again and again in Game of Thrones, like when you hear, I don't know, like peasants and like general people talking about things, they're like, oh yeah, this thing totally happened. And you know, as a reader, that didn't. That didn't happen. Right. They don't know because it's all word of mouth. Like the Danes themselves sort of are kind of bragging that Ned made a bastard in their area. Same way that the Manderley and that one dude. That um, Davos, see, on the sisters, says he's basically like, "Hey, man, look how cool it is that I made you know uh, uh, the area where John was born." And then you know, we were understood that John is such an important character because of his death and because of Melisandre's visions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, it's just too much to really forget about. You know, speaking. On John, can we go into John and his death, quote unquote? Okay. And Azora High. Can we talk? I about just that? want to say one thing before we do that. I heard that Stannis's wife made it with Patchface. No, <laughs> it's totally true. I'd watch that. Gross. Well, does that daughter... mean that Sharina is a mermaid? No, <laughs> I mean, Sharina is a, a, a demigod. Oh, you're right. Because Patchface is Patchface is the drunk. <laughs> well, I mean, John is definitely 
a big character, and he's definitely Azura High, which all oh, no, we don't even have to discuss that, right? Because oh, no. yeah, no. when he when he died, he's not dead. Um, he's not dead. Fight. If he's dead, then what the fuck? That's another thing that no one argues about. No one like, no thinks one, John is dead. No one at all thinks he's dead. Yeah. So let us move on to a, a better crackpot theory, because as of right now, we're just letting everyone know these are in theories. Everyone knows R plus fact. L equals J. Basically facts. Yeah, John, J equals AA. These are facts. Now let's get on to what is considered the craziest crackpot theory. <laughs> and I'm not smart enough to, um, I guess, even debate it. What I'm going to do is just read it. Thanks. Read it's it. It's really long. All right, whatever, it's, man. Yeah, this. Oh might, my god, it's so long. It's really good. I'm reading it fast. Thankfully, Reddit gave us such a delicious, beautiful um, synopsis of it. It was submitted two months ago by Mill Pongle Smoking of House Bolton. <laughs> I have to admit, I thought I had heard most everything. Then I came across a theory that fairies is a merman. It's such a crackpot. <laughs> theory but it's hilarious is there anything out there that can top this here's the evidence for the theory one when Arya is talking to various and illyrio she hears water dripping in the distance next she observes illyrio and various coming up from a vast well this is george martin's word uses word uses that goes down out of sight various pulls a lever and a wall descends blocking the well after the two come up Arya trails them for quite a long distance gradually descending. Finally, she loses them, stumbles forward, and finds herself at the end of a sewer emptying into the river. She dives in and swims for a while to get clean, washes her clothes, and then scampers off home. Two, Varys and Illyria, both noted for their abnormally large size, were also noted as being incredibly light on their feet. <laughs> that might be my favorite thing. Yeah, that's my favorite. This suggests oh abnormal strength. Varys is noted to have a peculiar three. Excuse me, three. Varys is known to have a peculiar slimy smile. Smile. This can be interpreted to mean he does not show his teeth, and that could be because he has very abnormal teeth. Four. When Varys, when Tyrion threatened to throw Varys overboard, Varys retorted that he would be surprised at the result. This is when Varys. <laughs> when Tyrion is being whisked away, and no, this has got to be the crux of the whole argument. Five, there's noted to be no bed <laughs> in various quarters. If he is a birdling, he would likely sleep at sea, or like most fish, not at all. Six, another character we know with pure teeth is Biter, another abnormally large man with enormous strength. The idea that this barely sentient, sentient being sat around and filed all his teeth just to scare people is absurd. The Merlins have sharp teeth. Sharp teeth. And they're big. And they're big. That's what you're so strong. Okay. Varys and Illyrio both associate humans with birds. Naturally, as these are two lower species to them. <laughs> Explains the, uh, which Varys and Illyrio both associate humans with birds. Naturally, as these are two lower species to them. This explains the ease with which they chop off children's tongues. What? When does that happen? That's mentioned in book one. Oh. From their own meeting, it appears that the Merlings are expert at manipulating the humans in secret. And also, there's a hint that these two have plenty of patience. They seem to be waiting, seem to be comfortable waiting years for their plan to bear fruit. 
perhaps they have very long lifespans or is just more patient than humans. Tim, there are so many. You can't read all these. It's like you're not even halfway through. Oh, yeah. It goes with 28 <laughs> It's so long. <laughs> Guys, it's really long. It, basically, the theory is that Varys is a mermaid. Okay. Uh, faster then. Um, oh my gosh! Just pick the most important. Varys licks his lips when eating humans. Is mentioned. Varys is likely not a eunuch because he's a mermaid. They don't have anything, anyways. Oh. Um, if he is a eunuch, he doesn't have to be human because maybe he got his mermaid parts chopped off. Since he probably isn't a um, eunuch, his lack of sexual interest in females makes total sense. Um, Littlefinger comes from a seafaring merchant family of Bravos and is an accomplished sailor himself. And if anyone is likely to hear or see Okusa Merlin, it is from a merchant or fisherman. Littlefinger's boat is named the Merlin King. It's understood that Littlefinger is in charge of the Merlin. He is the Merlin King. Wait, Littlefinger is the Merlin King? No, no, Littlefinger is the Merlin King. He's not a mermaid himself. Ah. How friendly, who is hugely fat. <laughs> he can't ride a horse or whatever, but he has a Merlin for the house. Fat people. He okay. also... A baked phrase in the pies he eats humans. That makes sense. Oh my gosh. Um, with no real apparent motivation, Sir Amanda Moore tried to murder. The, okay, I hope you're all sitting down. <laughs> Remember in the, <laughs> the Battle of Blackwater episode where Sir Amanda Moore tried to mur- murder Tyrion in yeah. Blackwater? Yeah. Why did he do that? Here's why. When thrown <laughs> overboard, it is noted that Sir Amanda Moore did not make a scream. Most likely, Amanda Moore is referred to repeatedly as having dead or fish eyes and of having no life but duty. But before being attacked, Tyrion had just set the Blackwater Bay on fire using black wildfire, which would be deadly to any creatures living underneath. So essentially, Mandon Moore is a mermaid and he got crazy mad at Tyrion for lighting the black wire on fire. So made... Cersei didn't like pay him. He just did it because he was super mad. It's not killing fish. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, <laughs> so, I don't think you need any more explanation, but I know I've already pretty much taken in the entire bit of the edge of your seat, but I have more. I know. Just put in the back of your mind the idea of the sea being extremely powerful because you got Patchface who comes in the sea. Melisandre is afraid of the sea and Patchface, you know, foretells the Red Wedding. But even more, you're going to fall off your seat and the world will be your seat. Okay. I feel like you're a salesman right now. You're <laughs> really selling this. It's true. Okay. Varys says one time, I think it's Varys, it's, it, someone says it, the storms come and go. The waves crash overhead. The big fish eat the little fish. And I keep on paddling. Someone says that. I think it might be Littlefinger. Who cares? Okay, so the whole big point is, yeah, we're having fun. Whatever. What do Varys and Illyrio want with, with dragons? This is more speculative. Again, word for word from Reddit. This is more speculative, but consider that. When you bring ice and fire together, you get water. Boom. If you need more, have more. Is it as simple as this, though? Bring the dragons north and melt the ice, the wall, perhaps including the entire wall itself. What you have done, then, is erase the coastline around the entire world. Magical, global melting. What do the Merlings get out of it? More ocean real estate. 
if the flooding were extreme enough, only a few islands would remain. Now, fast forward to where is Littlefinger in charge of? Many islands would only remain. Places like the Erie where Littlefinger's in charge because of how high the mountains are. Littlefinger, the, the Merlin King, has made his seat in the Erie. If this theory is correct, Littlefinger would have made it would have been made king of the Merlings, giving a new take of the meaning of his ship's name. So again, I feel like this makes so much sense. You know, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Varys is definitely a Merling. Um, Illyrio is definitely a Merling, and Patchface is definitely the Drown God. The Drown God slash a Merling. The naming of the Drown God a little bit on the nose. Yeah, and he is because it said Merlin King. King. Oh, you, you feel it's true. Maybe it's so obvious it's that it's plain not sight. obvious Good point. anymore. You think about that? He doesn't even care. He, exactly. exactly, he can show his hand because no one even believes it. No one believes no that one he's actually Merlin it. King. But, but all the time, is. when you see like, why would why would this character do that? Why would that character do this? The Merlin King <laughs> likes a challenge. Why would Sir Barristan hook up with the Merlin King's enemy, Danny? Because the Merlin King likes a challenge. It's so simple. So um, I'm not sure if John is related to Targaryen. I'm not sure if Tyrion is Targaryen. I'm not even sure if Danny's alive. I am sure that Merlin's, one, want vengeance for the Blackwater. And two, have sharp teeth. <laughs> and they're big. Mm-hmm. I love eating humans. Yep. The end. Think about it. Pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that that last bit was more me reading, but when you see perfection, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. we could have done better ourselves. Yeah, you just have to like represent it as is. Yep. Um, that's probably one of my favorites. Um, there are plenty, plenty, plenty more crackpot theories. We haven't even touched on the fact that Aegon is a Blackfire, but we haven't even what? touched on the fact that Bran totally ate oh, Jojen. Guys, guys, <laughs> Bran ate Jojen. Ate the fuck out of Jojen. Yeah, and. Him. It's in the Google Doc. Uh, Bran ate Joja Reed. It makes sense. Cold Hands is probably not Benjamin Stark. He's probably the, it's the, like too easy. the King of Winter or the Black King or something. Who's the this? Black King. Uh, the King of something. Um, he's hmm. a dude that um, is, we're pretty sure, married and other. Um, you know, guys, there's just so much more. Oh, yeah, Jojen's dead. He got okay. by Bran. It's dead. so simple. <laughs> okay. Jojen Pace, man. Come well, on. Let me find the exact... Okay. I was kind of convinced by this one when I was reading it. Because it... So, okay. Bran, he is doing... He's hanging out with Three-Eyed Crow, learning how to do Three-Eyed Crow things. Oh, and the Three-Eyed Crow is definitely Blood Raven. That makes complete sense to me. That That's who that is. Mm-hmm. Do we even... Should we talk about that first? Nope. Or? We're going to say... We're we done. We're just giving people tastes. Of what's to come okay. later, you know? So, let me, just, let me give, like, a little, like, summary of the Jojen Paste theory. Bran is fed a supposed... This is from Reddit. Um, from user Jackie Jack Jack. Bran is fed a supposed paste of weirwood seed. He remarks that it reminds him a lot of blood and veins. Jojen has been skulking around, lamenting that his fate is drawing near. After Bran eats the paste and goes to see the reeds, they are mysteriously absent. There's been much allusion in the brand chapters to cannibalism and human sacrifice to the weirwoods. 
True facts. Totally forgot. Like, when I was reading it, I never even, like, I, I don't think I even thought two seconds about the fact that when Bran, like, went to go find Jojen Mira, it wasn't just the, oh, they're not in this room. It was that the room was cold, cold. and, like, it had not been occupied mm-hmm. in, like, a while. Mm-hmm. Like, it was completely empty and no one had been there. Yep. So we're, we don't know they're dead, but where the, where do they go? Where well, are Jojen's they? Jojen's definitely Bran thing in book five just makes me sad. <laughs> that's the, that's the, Bran's yeah. thing is, I think all of, like, book or a chunk of book four and all of book five. It's just depressing, guys. It's so much like dark S-H-I-T going on. But um, the Cast of Thrones, guys, we have another 17 years of podcasting to do. So we don't want to, you know, get rid of our entire crackpot theories right now. Because, hey, maybe Winds of Winter comes out soon. I mean, soon. witches hey, or whatever. Right? The Can I read? Pro- are we still talking? Oh, the next book. I'm talking about the next book. The next book. The next book. But can we keep no. talking about... Yeah, no, I we're done. We should... Are we done talking? No, I don't want to be done talking about Dodan Pace. There's like a really we good... Done. We're done. Jennifer, we're giving them pace. We've recorded like over an hour oh, and a half. Okay, so. fine. Well, we should post... Okay, well, we have lots of threads in our Google Docs. Should we like post this somewhere? Make it available? We will... And off recording... We'll make a cleaner version and then well, make it public. Well, look up Jojen Paste on Reddit. There's some super convincing threads about it. I think it's true. Yep. So I think everything that we said is very straightforward. Definitely, definitely all these things are true. You all agree with <laughs> For us For sure. Um, honestly, we could do two hours on John's parents, but... There are much, much, much better articles written by smarter people than us out there on the internet. Tower of the Hand has some great ones. Um, I encourage you to also get the bug and go more. searching for some cool stuff. But if you I find any good ones, let us know. Mm-hmm. We and we have plenty more, and we talk about plenty more. But again, we don't want to give you too much at once because it's. I know your brains are melting. It's a lot to digest. Mm-hmm. Like Jojen. Oh, oh man. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so we're done. Hey guys, if you want to talk to us during the week, you can hit us up on Twitter at Cast of Thrones, and uh, we have a website. So yeah. So hey guys, until next week, keep riding that donkey.